What's up, y'all? I haven't posted anything in like a month. And, you know, I want to start being more active on this podcast. I don't want it to be formal or anything. I want it to be conversational, like I said. So, and just a disclaimer, I'm sorry for any movement in the background. But anyways, I just want to talk about today something more personal you know my spiritual journey because I feel like a lot of us growing up we connect religion to God instead of spirituality to God because religion is something that you get accustomed to and you learn in my opinion but spirituality is something that you feel So I feel like personally for me, and this doesn't happen for everyone, of course, but it's someone, this is, I guess you could say a testimony from someone that did lack faith when I was younger and got back on the right track, you know, so it's one of those stories. So I hope that you guys, you know, tune in and I'm about to get into Growing up, um, I was raised Catholic, and I did go to church when I was little, and um, I remember going to catechism in, like, the first grade or something like that, but I don't really remember much of the information, honestly, and I don't know if it was just the setting I was in, or I don't really know what it was, but I just never learn to have a connection with God in that way in terms of like being a hardcore believer because I feel like kids should be hardcore believers you know they're the most innocent people and they see things that others don't you know kids can feel energy way better than adults a lot of times And I'm talking about, like, babies, you know, like, they can, you you know what I'm talking about? Anyways. So, growing up, I guess you could say I believed in God, but I didn't really have a loving relationship with him. So... I would feel more guilty than anything else. But that's just a whole nother story just because I feel like that's more connected to my own personal shadow work that I needed to do as a little kid, you know, because I just felt like I didn't personally see what God was doing for me. I guess, you know, I didn't really have anybody pushing it on me, which I actually am thankful for because I don't really reside with Catholic, you know, but anyways, but because I didn't reside with Catholic, I didn't really reside with God at the same time. And not that I was a little, like, demon child or anything. I wasn't, you know. I was a good kid, but I just really didn't believe hard. So, 
<clears throat> I guess you could say a lot of things happened or unfolded in my life as I got older. For example, in 2016, I um, had a suicide attempt and basically... <clears throat> The doctors, like, didn't believe that I was alive. You know, like, they were just like, how is it possible? And I'm not going to go into details as to what happened and as to why they said that or anything. But it definitely, you know, was a miracle because I can tell you I was definitely in a headspace where... I did not want to live anymore, and it wasn't like I hated anyone. I think I hated myself more than anyone at that time, and what I didn't realize at the time was that I was lacking faith more than anything, because when you have nothing to believe in, who do you give the pain to, you know? Like, I didn't realize it was that simple, and... A lot of people don't, and some people that don't believe are probably going to listen to this and be like, what the heck? But anyways, that's fine, but I'm here to give my testimony and give tangible things that maybe would help you believe because it's through a spirituality perspective versus religion versus me throwing things at you, and I don't, and don't get me wrong either, I do believe the Bible, I believe that there is truth to it, but again, I have information that I have spiritually intuitively downloaded in my mind and if you don't know what that means it basically means when you're connected to to the universe in a way that messages are being sent to you so one day I was in Barnes and Noble and I was just really curious at the time and so I picked up a Illuminati book and actually, it was in the Bible section. No, 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 it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was in the Illuminati, like, conspiracy section. <clears throat> and I forgot the name of the book, honestly. But I was reading it. And basically... I was guided that they that day to go there, I think, to get the information that basically the Bible has be, been rewritten many times. Okay, there's Vatican, a Catholic Vatican, that has a library full of books, and the library's locked, or at least a basement full of books, and that doors locked so no one can enter and that contains like the edited copies of the bible because again who is to say that we're going to hell because Because of who we are versus 
what kind of person we are. Sorry, I, j- I was just trying to get my words out properly. Like, I didn't want to confuse any of you. And so I was reading in this book, and it's basically telling me that there is truth to the Bible. You know, at one point, someone did write a book. Okay? And it had God's word on it. Okay? But over time, this book has manifested into something that holds both truth and fabrication. Because, yeah, essentially, if we have came, if we have all came from a spiritual realm where where the essence of love is all we knew, And then we come down to earth and we're making mistakes as human beings, as God expected. But initially at one point, he created humans thinking they would all be perfect. And when they were not... I believe that's why we were all brought down to earth. So that we can be our own judges. We can make our own judgments of who is a good person. So we can make judgments on ourselves. Because I'll be the first one to tell you I'm so self-critical. It's crazy. You know... He sees things like like morality, humanity. Because people come onto this onto this earth and just it seems like they just waste time. Waste their life. Don't learn any lessons. And it's like the universe and God is connected. If one isn't speaking to you, the other will. It's just the question of if you're listening. And if you're not listening, he'll damn sure make you listen. Unless you possibly, you know, submit yourself to the devil, then that's just another story. You may be opulent. You may have a lot of money. You may be very fortunate in terms of being well off, having a good job. But before all that, you know, before technology, before the industrial industrial revolution, before corporate jobs, when we just existed together, we really did need each other. We coexisted. And I feel like We've lost the initial purpose most times because a lot of people are too worried about getting ahead than caring about the next person. You know, you get rewarded in the same way when you care about someone else. 
you get good karma when, you know, you give back. You definitely receive tenfold. Because damn sure God don't play, you know. He gives back if you give. But it's like people are so selfish and sure, like, you may have a lot of stuff materialistically, but how much of a soul do you have? Do you have a good character? Because when you die, people only remember you for the person you were, what type of character you had. And so, like, I'm an all-star cheerleader, and so I've always done cheerleading, although I did get into it kind of late. I got into it at nine years old. People usually start pretty early, maybe, like, three, four, five years earlier than me, but I got into it kind of late, and I actually stepped into the all-star world in 2017, Yeah. Yes. 2017. Sorry. And so... After 2016, and I just, you know, was going on that journey of trying to find myself again because I was still battling the fact that I was still alive. And... Now, I guess, I was trying to search for my purpose because I'm like, okay... That was definitely supposed to work, and it didn't. And also, I just want to tell you, like, growing up, I definitely was very... Just naturally intuitive. You know, I would have dreams, you know, I would have... I guess you could say these... Visions... You know, I was very easily able to read energy. I was very mature for my age. So it was actually, like, funny to people that were older than me. Because it's like, oh, snap. Like, you have the same personality I do. And, like, you're only, like, seven. And just I was very wise for my age. And so I guess I was always curious in that way, like, oh, I feel older than the people that are my age, like, what is wrong with me, you know, like, I didn't think, like, oh, maybe I just was reincarnated a lot, and I've just lived a lot of lives, and my soul is just very old, you know, I think that's actually what it is, but growing up, I didn't know that, so anyways, so it was my first year doing All-Star, and... I tore my ACL and my meniscus, and it was right before the biggest competition. It was right before Worlds, and, you know, my only happiness, because, again, 2016, I was really, you know, going out sad. It's not funny, but, you know, I could laugh at it now because I'm better now. So, but anyways, so 2016 was not my year, and... Although summer 2016 was good, 2016, like, June, it was not good. So, 
after that 2017 I found my purpose again with cheer because I felt like cheer was literally my only passion you know flying being up in the air was my way to express myself and I just liked the excitement I liked the thrill people would be like you're not scared up there I'm like no like I like it and so I tore my ACL and my meniscus so I couldn't compete at Worlds and like that devastated me because that's all I wanted to do, you know? And it was like before the biggest competition and like let me tell you, All-Star is not cheap and I was not materialistic growing up so like it was definitely a sacrifice for my mom at the time and so it just sucked all around but it was definitely something I saw I needed to go through God took me from a place and transforms literally my mindset because I definitely needed a mindset transformation because even at that time my perception of myself I was lacking confidence and so you know I got the surgery and I got better And then I tried all-star cheer again, and it was literally the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, you know, being with the organization CJA, like, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly. And, like, even with them, their faith with God, and, like, that strengthened my faith with God and just... I just felt like God was rewarding me with something that was good for me, you know? And so basically, the key part of this story is that I was supposed to recover in a certain amount of time, and I recovered way faster. You know, it was like a miracle how fast I recovered, although I wasn't able to do the other things that girls were doing, you know, or the guys were doing, because, like, they do double fulls, and I definitely cannot do that, you know. I give them props 100%, because I tell you, my knee still hurts till this day, but anyways, that's with all athletes in that in that um, cheer world, you know. Everyone has pain. That's just what you go through, you know. Anyways. Just the key part of the story is that I started to lack faith again. You know, I started to lack faith in 2019 around maybe I would say. October, November, and something intuitively brought me to this pastor, and I just sat down, and the session was in in Spanish, so honestly, I just sat down with no expectations, and for some reason, although I am Puerto Rican, you know, I do understand majority of what people are saying when it comes to speaking in Spanish 
in church, usually I wouldn't be able to understand it as a kid. You know, I never got it. I never picked it up. And so I'm coming into this and I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to understand. And I understood every word, every single word. And I'm sitting down and I don't know him. I don't know him, okay? And I don't know anyone in there really besides maybe one or two people. And he picks me out in front of everybody and tells me to stand up. And sorry. (laughs) And basically, he just... He just starts telling me about myself. And tells me that, like, I'm good with kids and that I want to work with them and that I want to give therapy to them. And I'm like, I don't even know him. How does he know this? And he tells me, you know, like, You know, I'm a missionary right now, you know, that God wants me to preach his word that I'm extremely special, that a lot of people are going to be attracted to me because I just have that magnetic charisma. And he just starts telling me about myself and starts telling me things that nobody would know. And I realized, like, You know, it's not just the pastor speaking anymore, you know? And it's like... It's funny that... The person that brought me to that situation... Because I'm just going to let it all out there because it's funny how it all unfolded... The person that brought me to that situation, you know, we went into it basically as a joke. Because this person had faith in God and was a Christian, but was a hard, hard, hardcore sinner, but was a huge hypocrite. Would be the first one to point out what's not perfect on the outside about you. Just to mask the fact that they were empty inside. So that was just the type of person they were. And I was, I guess, just lost at the time. So I guess I was just searching for a purpose again. And so basically... I go with them to this place, and I don't really believe in Christianity, you know? So I'm going into it like I don't expect anything to come out of it, you know? Because, yeah, I have faith with God, but I didn't really understand Spanish as a child. 
you know, fluently. So I was like, I don't really expect anything to come out of this. And like, literally, it was life changing. After that, I felt like whatever depression I felt disappeared. And at the same time, that person that brought me there, that was lost, I felt like something literally went into them. Because that same night, like, they just never looked the same to me. And I felt like, you know, sometimes literally a form of the devil, and I'm not saying them in particularly because they definitely have faith in God, you know, they're just lost. But I'm saying like a form of the devil in terms of literally sometimes the devil brings you. To the point that you have no choice but to believe, you know, because that's all that is that that is all it's about. Like the devil enters your mind and convinces you that his thoughts are your own. And so basically I was convincing myself of things that were irrational about myself. You know, I was very self-critical. I never felt like I was enough. And it was definitely an internal thing because it was like, I I didn't really understand, you know? I was still searching. I was still, I still felt like I wasn't enough at the time. And so after that happened, I felt like my life changed. You know, my faith grew stronger and then I was guided through all of this information about the universe, about the government, about the fact that how have we lost over a thousand undocumented immigrant children? They were in our hands and we lost them. We didn't lose them. You know, a lot of people are involved in child trafficking, in human trafficking, in drug trafficking, you know. There's a lot of things that happen that the government tries to cover up. There's a lot of corruption in the FBI, a lot of corruption in general. You know, what do you think, like, like the CIA is doing? You know, why do you think when you talk about something and then it ends up on your phone in an ad, like, you don't think they're listening? Like, it's just a coincidence? There's too many coincidences in this world. And definitely during a pandemic like this, it's airing everybody's dirty laundry out. Because, for example, like, even with, like, Jeffrey Epstein, like, he was... He was, like, human trafficking, you know? Like, he was sex trafficking. And, like, all these types of models, all these types of girls from Paris, everywhere. And it was, like, a lot of people were involved in it, not just him. You know, he has people, he has pictures with people that are politicians. That are still in office Or that previous previously were in office, but are definitely still in office. Like, there's so many things that people try to cover up, and 
it's right in front of your face if you do the research. Nobody likes to read. Nobody likes to free think. Everybody likes the easy solution because those are the really the people that are scared. You don't want to believe anything because you're afraid you'll be disappointed. But what are you doing when you're not believing in anything? You're constantly being disappointed. You're constantly looking for a void to be filled by. And if anything, you can even be even more satisfied with yourself if you just believe in in God. You know, I've been at low points in my life where I had no choice but to pray to God. Like, please, God, get me through this situation. Please. You know? There have been times where I've had nobody but myself. And so, like... He's spoken to me, you know, in terms of when I've needed something, it's somehow always popped up and been there for me, you know, because there were times I was struggling and you know what, something always popped up, you know, if I needed a place to shower, you know what, I have a gym membership, I can shower there, you know, it was like, there was always that door that he was letting open for me and letting me see that light. And so, like, basically, I've intuitively downloaded a lot of information and because of this, I do believe that People that believe in the devil, you know there's a God. You know? People that are so angry or that don't believe. There's this movie and they're like, how do you believe in... How do you feel angry about something or towards someone that doesn't exist? How do you have so much resentment towards something that doesn't exist it's like it's not about power in this world it's not about materialism it's not about how you look on the outside it's about how you feel on the inside it's about how you look on the inside I don't think a lot of people understand that, you know? It's just a shame. Ever since then, you know, there have been some synchronicities because I've been connected to the universe. You meditate. I sun gaze, you know? They tell you growing up that it hurts to 
look at the sun, to not look at the sun, blah, blah, blah. And it's about warming up to it. I used to only be able to look at the sun for maybe 25 seconds. And now I could look at the sun for forever and it doesn't hurt my eyes. It's a way of recharging your body. We are very connected to the uni- to the universe, so that means we can use the universe to manifest. You could easily speak things into existence. You can easily receive good karma. Because whether you believe in God or not, spirituality still exists, you know? There's still karma, there's still balance in this world. And it's because so many people have went against the natural order in this world that things have went so left. You know, things are out of control right now. Because we've lost the true meaning of life. You know, I think the one purpose is to love and be loved to coexist to just be yourself and so many people get caught up in what doesn't matter for immediate gratification instead of long-term satisfaction and i will never understand that because the only satisfaction i will feel is if i feed my soul You know, burn your incense. Like, read a book. You know, pray. He listens and he'll speak in ways you'll think like, oh my gosh, how did he do that? But it's all about faith. And... You know, when it comes to astral projection and the spiritual realm, there are people that are gifted, you know, that can see beyond what others can see. Because we have two eyes, but we were given three originally. Just not everyone has the third one open. We are masses full of energy. You know, our bodies are intricate circuits that just work together and make things happen. How everything is just put together so perfectly in this world if you look at it from a geographical perspective. If you take away from all, like, the destruction that people have done to this earth over the years. I'm talking about the actual nature, you know? And because I felt more connected with the universe, I felt a need to appreciate it because it was appreciating me. And it was very much... 
giving me what I was giving it back because even when I didn't have a lot, even if I only had a little bit to my name, if I saw somebody that was hungry, I'd try to give them something. You know? And it's not about recording it. It's not about doing this or that to show people, oh, look what I can do. Like, no, there were plenty of times where there was this one time, like, it was pouring rain and I was leaving school. I was leaving campus and there's always homeless people in New Brunswick because New Brunswick is a, has a big population of homeless people. And during a social working class, we went to this place called Elijah's Elijah's Promise and it just is a place where people sit down and eat and most of the times they're homeless or can't can't afford food and so I saw this guy and he was just holding up his sign and he was freezing it was pouring rain he was just sitting there and so I pulled over you know I was gonna get I don't know if I was gonna get gas with that money or something but I pulled over and I gave it to him and I had no jacket on. I pulled over in somewhere I was not supposed to. And you know, New Brunswick be hot with cops. But anyways, and it's just moments like that. After that, I was just rewarded tenfold. It's just how the universe works. And I'm not here like, oh, look at me. I did this. Like, that's nothing. There's people doing so much more. You know, and I want to be that type of person. I want to do so much more. I want to give therapy to kids. I want to sit here and give back to people that aren't fortunate enough to afford insurance. Because I knew growing up how difficult it was to afford a psychologist, to afford a psychiatrist, to find one. To even get an appointment. It's like you're on a six-month waiting list. You're on a nine-month waiting list. Like, by that time, my child can be dead. I want to be accessible to people that can't afford it, but need it. Because there's so many people that have mental health problems and don't even realize it or can't even come to terms with it because they don't have the means to provide themselves with it. They don't have the means to provide the mental support. And it's because our government doesn't doesn't support the mental health system entirely either. You know, and it's just me, one person. I want to do so much. And it's like, I think because even when I lacked faith, I still wanted to be a genuinely good person. I was always being rewarded, you know? And for sure, I've prayed to God many times and I've apologized for lacking faith because that's not okay. You know, when things hit the fan, it doesn't mean that you just lack your faith. It means. If anything, you believe in him, you believe in him more, you surrender to him more. And I definitely believe that now, you know, my faith is stronger than it's ever been. And it's been for months. But like, I wouldn't have been able to have my mindset be transformed without him. I wouldn't even be alive without him. You know, being sent to a mental hospital at... 15 years old I was in there alone you can't wear any shoes you know that you have to wear flip-flops you can't wear like any um outside clothing really unless it's like sweats um 
they keep all the utensils, you know, in a, like, locked up. You can't keep anything in your room. Nothing besides a journal. No, nothing to wash yourself, nothing. It's all locked up. Not even to brush your teeth. You have to ask. They come check on you constantly. And it's not like, hey, how are you? It's just they open the door and stare at you and then slam it. You know, you're forced into this scheduling where you're just going to therapy and you're constantly having to talk about your feelings. And it was to the point where I had no choice but to surrender to the fact that I was feeling, but I just didn't want to feel. Because as much as people say, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel, not feeling is feeling. You realize feeling empty is a feeling. And people don't understand that. People swear they're so broken, but as long as you're alive, you're not broken. You can be fixed, but it's just the fact of whether you want to fix yourself. And so that's my story. I'm sorry that I, like, got super emotional and, like, you know, I had so many pauses. And I'm sorry that I sound like this. Just my allergies has been acting up so much. This weather has been so bipolar. But we Gucci, you know, stay healthy. Stay safe, stay clean, because I'm definitely staying clean. And, yeah, make sure to wash your hands a lot. And I hope you stay tuned for the next podcast. And, yeah, I'm sorry that this was a little bit of a lengthy one, but I hope that you guys took something away.